Check. 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 Welcome to the show. This is Between Two Beards Podcast. I'm your host, Brock. I'm your other host, Mike. And we are the beards that you are between. I like that. What's going on, Between Two Beards fam? We got the White family here joining us in the studio for this week's episode. We've waited a long time. They've waited even longer. (laughs) We've had to reschedule this one way too many times. Not one. Not twice. uh, Usually that's been my fault. So uh, Usually. Yeah. So every time. Yeah. So welcome, White family. We are so glad to have you here with us, and and uh, we're ready to get into it. Go ahead, Josh. Why don't you start us out? Uh. So my name is Joshua White. I guess. Well, we're originally from Tioga County, Pennsylvania. Cool. Which is right on the border of New York State. So you head north on. I'll get to 15, head north on 15, and keep going. All right. Nice. What do you do for a living? I'm a family-based therapist. All right. right, And I am Rebecca White, and I'm also originally from Tioga County, so that's where we met, and we will get into that a little bit later probably. Um, But, yeah, and I am the Education and Disabilities Manager at Columbia uh, Child Development Head Start. All right. Pretty cool. And to my immediate left. Uh, hi, I'm Kayan. I'm sorry. Into the microphone. I'm Kayan. Kayan White? Yeah. Nice. Do you go to school, Kayan? <laughs> yeah, I go to school. <laughs> do you have a secret job that we don't know about? <laughs> no. Okay, you just do. Checking. You do have a secret job. <laughs> What's your secret, secret job? Well, where do you work at then? Uh, Wagner's Trophies on Main Street. Hey, what? That, that, that's a job. It's that's not a... secret. <laughs> well, all right. Well, secret to me. Got you. I guess. Right? Did you know that? I did. Okay, well. <laughs> thanks for sharing, man. <laughs> um, do you go to school? Yeah, I go to Bloomsburg High School. Oh, I'm proud of you. What grade are you going to win into? 10th. 10th grade. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have any hobbies? Uh, yeah, I play soccer and I do Boy Scouts. Nice. You play a lot of soccer, don't you? Yeah. You love soccer? Mm-hmm. Nice. You are a talker. Yep. Let's go. Let's try the other one. <laughs> uh, my name is Kale White. You have to get a little closer. <laughs> go ahead. Now do it. My name is Kale White. Hi, Kale White. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely see. Uh, going into seventh grade. And uh, uh, what are your hobbies? Uh, I'm in uh, Boy Scouts too. Oh, you you like Boy Scouts? What else do you like to do? What do you like to collect? Mm, rocks sometimes. Mm-hmm. Nice rocks. So do you like go like walking and you're just like, no. Ooh, that's that a one cool looks rock. Cool. Not much. I don't really go walking that much. Uh, walking is overrated. <laughs> How about bicycling? You go bicycling and then you see a cool rock. How do you find these cool rocks? Yeah, how does one happen upon these rocks? Yeah. You bought a rock? Okay. My mind is blown. Did you know that there's some outside? So he does collect some off the ground, but not many. Okay. But he will also take them. He has a rock buffer and he buffs the rocks up. And I like to make jewelry. Nice. Oh, stuff nice. Like so. so you got so you do some your own rock tumbling and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Tumble rocks. Nice. Have you ever you heard of rock lobster? You can take that mic right off and you could hold it right there. That's okay. Don't worry about the the audio. We'll we'll, we'll fix it up. We'll fix that in post, as they say in the biz. There you go. Heavy. Yeah. It is heavy. That's how you know it's expensive. It's from <laughs> Jurassic Park, another movie with rocks in it. Mm-hmm. By the way. I know rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, you do, Mike. <laughs> More of a yacht rock guy, though, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> well, now that he has a microphone, you have to probably have to ask him a question. So, with these rocks, I mean, because I'm actually pretty interested in this. I actually was on Main Street, and there's a guy on, on Main Street that has done some rock tumbling himself. Uh, I know he's gone out to some shows in Arizona and stuff like that. Are, is that something you're interested in doing, is, like, going to some of these shows? Or do you have, like, do you have a, a, a goal with this that you would like to maybe do someday? Kel's like, not really. Like, All <laughs> this, right, well. this whole rock thing <laughs> was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you didn't say you like turtles, so there's that. <laughs> I think he's playing it off a little bit, though, because he is into rocks enough that his yeah. grandmother brought him rocks back from Ireland this last year. Oh, so Scotland. cool. Wow. Nice. And yeah, Dad, help him out. Give him a good beer. Scottish rocks. Yeah. No, it's actually really cool. I've been thinking about because there's actually a, a fossil uh, area around there's a fossil here. pit up in yeah. Montour Preserve area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should go do that. My daughter Ellie, from the day she was born, uh, and then could start walking around, could just would just start picking special, like significant ones that she, th- you know, thought were neat. And that's uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing. That's that's a pretty cool thing. And um, my dad said I had a lot of rocks in my head. Well, that's all right, Mike. We'll get to that. <laughs> my father would say something. You're being dumber than a box of rocks. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anything else? Do you do, do you plenty of sports too? No. I think and we you... hit rock bottom on this one. Oh goodness. <laughs> but you were also in scouts as well with dad, right? Right. And dad is your scout leader. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. All right. What's it like to be a scout leader, Dad? No, no time to relax. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Between work and scouts and everything else in the family, it's keeps yeah. me busy. I think that's part of the reason we've rescheduled at least once too. Yeah. But yeah, I really enjoy it. It gives me time to be out and do something with my kids. Yeah. And the other boys too. There's... Is there a lot of other guys in scouts? Right now we have nine boys in our troop. Okay. Which nine very active boys. No. Seven active. Okay. Two seven very are, active boys. Three that yeah. Is he is All right, Kane well you the... three, you better get up and get <laughs> on it. No, he's actually in it. Oh, that oh, a boy. Uh, yeah, the, a couple oh, younger ones that are Yeah. Yeah, he does What's with his soccer group? and uh well, Kayan at 15 of my, we have three 15-year-olds. Okay. And then they go down to... To like sixth grade. Sixth grade. Okay. And Rebecca, you help out with this as well too, right? Uh, Sometimes. Okay. It's more his thing, um, but I do kind of peripherally on the outside help um, with some things, but mainly it's him and they go to scout camp for a week coming up here in July. Cool. So all three of them go, and it's just me at home. And How much do you love that? Then I have to find out what to do with myself during <laughs> that time. <laughs> First couple of days, it's okay. And then after that, I'm like, all right, what do I do? With, right, right, right. with all this time, it's so quiet. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Scout, where's Scout Camp at? Camp Levine. Oh, nice. Okay. That's up out uh, towards Jameson City Hotel, right? That is. In Benton, yeah, I passed by that yeah. a few times. Yeah, nice. I'm glad you didn't say Camp Lejeune because then I'd have to tell you not to drink the water. So. Yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah, but Camp Levine, you could drink the water there, right, Mike? Mm. Oh, well, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what you can't? That's questionable. <laughs> no way. I really so, was. I was not even trying. I think long. where he, I might be wrong, but I think where he's going from this with is last year they were selling that lion's head water. Okay. That's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Am I right? Is that where you're going? Any water's bad. I think I woke up to the Camp Lejeune commercial this morning. That's why I said that. But I get uh, emails. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you want to join the class action lawsuit Uh, against Camp Lejeune? I'm like, "Eh." yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh boy. Oh man. Water. You need it. We love it. And I guess it can kill you too. So <laughs> it's so sad. Anyway, we come here to celebrate the living water. So tell mm-hmm. us about your story. How'd you guys met? 
How how'd you guys? <laughs> sorry, how'd you guys meet as a couple? And then tell us about your <clears throat> your encounter with Jesus. You want me to start? Do you want to start? Saying, it? Yeah, go sure. for it. So I think it was between I attended Mansfield University. That's the college that I oh, went yeah. to. Nice. Um, so education major there and. One of the summers, I think it was between probably my first and second year, Something like I believe. That. Time kind of escapes me a little bit, but I believe it was between my first and second year. Um, I always wanted jobs with children. I always knew that's where my heart was, and that's mm. what God had placed on my heart, that I wanted to be in education. So, um, so I figured a good summer job would be working at a Christian camp. So in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania, there is a camp called His Thousand Hills. Mm. um, And I decided to be a counselor there for that summer. So went up, did the orientation, um, met with the leaders that were up there. And my job would be to like, you know, be the counselor for the kids that were coming in. I would like be in the bunkhouses with them and in the cabins with them and just lead them through the Christian camp um, for the time that they were there. Yeah. So when I went up for the orientation, I was sitting down with the leaders of the camp or the bosses, kind of the owners of the camp at the time, and uh, in walked this guy, and he kind, of, he kind of walked in and did the interview <laughs> and then walked out, and they said, oh, yeah, and that's Josh. He's like the head of maintenance, and he has sworn off women, so don't get any ideas. <laughs> like he, you know, so, wow. you know, because all, all, yeah. all of the counselors up there were girls minus their own son. Um, who was a counselor too. He was one of the male counselors, but other than that, we were all girls, um, college age women. Um, so they said, yeah, so don't, don't get any ideas because he's sworn off women. So we're like, okay, well, I guess he's off the market. So, you know, he has no interest in anything. Um, and I didn't either. So clearly you're not good at, uh, you know, he has a little bit more kind of to (laughs) add to that part of the story. I guess we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come back. Go yeah, ahead, he's, keep going. He's a little bit more we're, we'll to add to that Josh story. Later. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, it's um, coming, buddy. It's coming. But he'll insert a few missing pieces in there as well. But um, we just got to know each other. Um, got to know each other kind of on a more on downtime. Um, he always was driving the gator around doing different maintenance stuff. So he would take us for gator rides and like eventually it was just him and I taking gator rides in our free time when there were no children there. Um, and we I'm would, a fan of this tactic. Or we would, way. yeah, we would go up and like prepare the campfires for like the kids when they would come in and do that kind of thing. And then there was one night um, that the kids were playing volleyball and we were sitting on the steps and this is the funny part, but he slid his hand over no. and held my hand, and he says no. I held his hand first. <laughs> so this is oh. where yes, oh. yes. Oh. So I this say. is oh. our first yes. disagreement Let's that we had. Ultimately, yeah. I say this is where God session. This is where God stepped in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because I think she held my hand first, mm-hmm. and she says I held her hand first. But I think yes. it was just God just. Right, together. Together. Yeah. together. Yep. Nice. So that actually made it into like our whole wedding vows and everything. It was it was cute, but. So that, I remember like meeting his family then um, for one of the 4th of Julys. That was the first time that I had met his family. Hmm. Um, I knew that he was, came from a Christian family um, and had a strong heart for, you know, God and Jesus and was a strong believer. And I felt very importantly that that's, you know, the kind of guy that I needed in my life. Um, I had several very short relationships in college, but nothing long lasting. And I think that was the missing piece because this was the first time that I, you know, had kind of gotten closer to a believer and I felt that that was very important. So, yeah. I'm not crying. Are you crying? (laughs) Can I, can I just ask a question before we go to Josh? You talked about, um, Josh being coming from a Christian home and mm-hmm. a believer, so that was very important to you. So, yes. when so you obviously already had a relationship with with Christ. I did. When did yes. when did that start? So I can't pinpoint an exact moment, and that's okay. Like I can't, you know. I know lots of people have stories where yeah. they say, you know, this is the moment. But much like there, I think there was another family that was on here that said. Mm-hmm. Raised in a Christian household, generationally, like back generations and generations. That's just how it was. Yeah. Like, that's just what I grew up in. Um, so always went to church from the time I was a baby all the way through. Um, so that's 
that's where we were on Sundays. Nice. Um, is in church. So I imagine that it probably happened like during a youth group yeah. um, where I first asked Jesus into my life, but it just was always something that was there mm, in nice. our life. Um, and my grandparents were very integral in that as well. Um, we, so I grew up on a family farm in Tioga County. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> That's okay. I'm sure everybody grew up on a family farm though in Tioga County. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up on a family farm in Tioga County. Um, and I had a very blessed childhood. Um, we could just be outside. Like I was outside from the time the mm -hmm. sun came up to the sun went down. Mm -hmm. Like our parents didn't have to worry about where we were. We could just run the farm, you know, Mayberry. what, what was that? Mayberry. Mm -hmm. Mayberry. Yes. They say it's like Mayberry. Like yeah. you could just go over to your neighbor's house, knock and ask for a cup of sugar or flour. Like nobody keeps their houses locked. Like it's just in the heart of very rural Tioga County, and it was an amazing childhood. Um, nice. Dairy farm, so we milked the cows, and they make maple syrup, and um, it's a fourth-generation family farm, I believe. Um, so, yeah, so my dad um, still is on the farm, running the farm. My uncle is as well, and now my brother is. Okay. So, and is originally it was my grandfather um, when he was alive. Gotcha. And, and your brother is your only sibling? Yes. My okay. brother is my only sibling. Older or younger? He's older. Nice. Three years older than I am. But, yep. So we did. We just, we had a, we had a great childhood. Um, would often be down at my grandparents. My grandmother would, uh, she was the one that played the piano for our church. So she was practicing all the time and singing the old hymns. Um so I spent a lot of time down there with her, um, and it just just you, was always part of my life. Do you have a, a a really good nightmarish milking the cow story? Nightmarish milking the cow story. <laughs> what the, I don't know. I mean, my dad would often like you know we'd be in the barn playing as kids and just going up and down the main aisle of the barn and he would think it was funny just to spray us with the milk See, that's, so that's, I mean that's you know great. I, it's a question I've always wanted to yeah. ask I just never had the opportunity tell me and you never I cannot, wanted to ask a question about milking a cow I cannot like he can hand milk the cows like yeah. he knows how I have tried yeah I have tried and never have figured that whole thing out because yeah. there's a certain way you have to do it Yeah, have you boys it work, done it but Kale says he's over here saying what that's disgusting. It's <laughs> disgusting. Well, you know what? <laughs> Tell them what you used to is make good. And you know what? Of. Yeah. No, I won't go into that. That's fine. Oh, but sorry. Yes. What, what did I Wait, I mean, what, I had I a very... Something uh, what happened? I, I think the reason that I don't get sick often is because I was exposed to so many germs as a child. <laughs> and, like, we would go across the creek and the cows would go across the creek and we would, you know, talk about yucky water, okay? And, but we would make mint tea out of the creek water. Didn't oh. think anything of it, you know? Like, yeah. we just... That's what we did. Yeah. You know what they say about a family that drinks Giardia together? <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, they yeah. eventually uh, wind up at BCC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my mom, um, she was a stay-at-home mom. So she did have her degree in education as well. Um, and there was a few years that I think she substituted... Um, taught for a while but once you know we my brother and myself were born um she just stayed um on the farm but she uh is very into volunteering for a lot of different things she does a lot of volunteer work um for the church she's actually a certified lay speaker as well um so she just does a lot of she's gone on several missions trips um but yeah so nice so she was she was around most of the time too and dad was always there on the farm and one of the rules was that they didn't do any work on Sundays they were very mm. old school that way still are, uh, still are um, other than milking the cows which they have to do twice a day uh, there's no other work that's done on Sundays that really is their day of rest good that's important so. cool yeah. Wish we could still live that way sometimes. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. a very simple maybe, life. Maybe we need to uh, you know, flip that switch back yeah. on again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's about time. So, Josh, let's bring it on back to you. And uh, honestly, I, I just can't wait to get into the, the Camp Gator story <laughs> because, frankly, 
I, I just I feel like I have a, such a good commonality with you right now. Although you totally stepped it up because that's kind of how I met my wife was at camp, and uh, uh, were camp, you her boss? Was that <laughs> were you her boss? I was not her boss. So roles have switched in my household. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so I met my wife actually over at Stroudsburg, uh, okay. uh, Twin Pines Camp there, and I was the rec director. And she was a camp counselor. Hmm, it is and, very similar. Uh, although I did not have a gator, <coughs> I had a golf cart and uh, took her go. on a golf cart yeah. trip. Nice. Now they say that I broke the golf cart. <laughs> I really, I really, <laughs> it was really <laughs> am suspect that someone else did that because <laughs> I got everybody home safely. Now I might have driven it up the shell pit. Which I wasn't technically supposed to do, although there was no explicit rules about that. So, you know. It's a gray the, area. See, I didn't dare break it, because if I broke something, I had to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're the maintenance <laughs> guy. The maintenance yeah. guy. Maintenance, yes. <laughs> you know, let's, so, so tell me, you know, uh, Rebecca shows up. So you see her for the first time, and you're like, hire her, right? Or wh- how, how'd that go? No, so... No. No. She was a hard baby. <laughs> she she left out the whole very beginning of that. Go for it. So Well, this is your side of she, it. I don't she shows up oh, and I'm actually out front of the building she's going into uh-huh. having mower problems. So we had a zero turn lawnmower. Okay. And I actually had been reaching down and picking up the front of it and shoving a block underneath it so I could get underneath to fix the blades. Yeah. I found this out later that she was scared of me for the first few months. I mean, he's he's a months. big guy. He's yeah. a big well, guy. I'm, I'm I six was foot three, and I was picking yes. up a lawnmower with one hand while sure. pushing lo- cinder blocks underneath it so I could fix it. Right. Uh, most so people do that. So she was scared right. to death of me yeah. for the first little while. <laughs> Just doing that this morning for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we. I never thought anything of it. And like she said, I had sworn off women. I had... Recently, probably it's been about a month and a half, and I had gone through a bad breakup with a girl, mm. and had started working at the camp probably about three, four months before summer camp started. I was going through the police academy at the time, mm-hmm. and was looking for just a part-time job to help tide me through while I was going through the academy, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine who was on the board for the camp came to me knowing that I knew how to do some plumbing and asked me to do some plumbing work. That's how I got started working there. So once I fixed the plumbing for them and they asked me to come on full time, so I did. And then interviewed her and there was you, There's a and couple three other others, women. four yeah. others that we hired. Mm-hmm. And like she said, I had sworn off women. I was just done with them. So I, we went on for a few weeks, and we had started to talk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, one night I went home into my into bed, and I'm laying there, just praying, God, I don't want to do any more relationships right now. Mm. Why are why are you? Because I was starting to have feelings, obviously. <laughs> and uh-huh. were, and they, were they obvious to you? No, they no. were not obvious well, because oh, okay. there's another s- part of the story that goes with that. But yeah. I'll let you finish. <laughs> so <laughs> the plot thickens. <laughs> People often say that you don't hear from Jesus or God mm-hmm. audibly, or they don't get they get just feelings. Sure. And one night I'm just laying there, praying, sobbing. Like, I don't want to go through another hard breakup. I don't want to do another relationship, God. If somebody is actually for me, you need to tell me. Mm-hmm. And it's late at night. I'm laying there, and her face was on the wall. Mm-hmm. Clear as day, just shining right back at me. So now I am going to tear up a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we didn't need those tissues. <laughs> but <clears throat> I'm, I, at first I'm like, no, that can't be right. God doesn't talk to people like that. Mm-hmm. He does. And it was shortly after that that she held my hand first on the porch <laughs> where we were sitting and watching the kids play volleyball. <laughs> and it was all uphill from there. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And <clears throat> we even yeah. went back and for, well, we dated it for a while, a couple of years. And we had both moved on because the camp had turned to being self-funded. So you had to find your own mm-hmm. own funding to work there anymore. Yeah. Which okay. a lot of camps have gone that way now. Yeah. So we went back shortly after that and I got permission from the the boss at the time and I said, Can I take her up on the hill and I wanna propose up there? And so we even proposed I even proposed to her up on top of the mountain up by the mm campfire circle Mm -hmm. so he's into photography and he has his associates in photography from the art institute of pittsburgh art institute of pittsburgh so he said he was going to go just take some pictures up there would i come along with him so i went up there and he sets up the tripod and he has the camera all set up and ready to go and i think he's just taking pictures of like wildlife or like whatever um so i'm like turned around like facing the trees or whatever he comes over to stand next to me Gets down on one knee, proposes to me as the camera snaps a picture. And I was so, so nervous, <laughs> I cut off my own head. Yes. So it wasn't a great picture, uh-huh. but it was a it was a wonderful memory, uh-huh. um, and it was a it was it was a great way to do it, just to take us back to where we first met. Yep. We've often said we need to go visit again because we haven't been there for wow a long time now, mm-hmm. um, but we would like to go back and visit sometime because yeah. that's where our story started. He was four years older than than I am, so I wasn't quite sure um, at first. I mean, hey, <laughs> age is just a number. It, it didn't matter, but yeah. there's not that much age difference between us. But um, So I wasn't quite sure. He wasn't the typical guy that I would have normally went for, um, but God made it very clear that we needed to be together and that we were going to be lifelong partners, so... So how many years have you been married now? We've been 18. married 18. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even have to think about seeing that. I know. I came right <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. 18 years. Yep. So I want to go back just for a moment. So Josh, when you're saying that God spoke to you, what was that like? Can you just, can you. Scary. Scary. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And I say that mainly <clears throat> because. So I grew up in a. Baptist church originally. Okay. And like, like Becky was saying, I knew from a young age, I remember, I actually remember when I asked God to become to my heart, I was five years old sitting in the back of hmm. Uncle Art, was his name's station wagon. Hmm. And I'm going to put in a plug here. It was at VBS. Amen. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So bring your kids to VBS. July 31st, <laughs> August 4th. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> Clyde will be there. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so we were sitting in the back of the station wagon, and there was about a group of four or five of us kids. I don't know anybody else, but me and Uncle Art was there, and we were. It was after VBS. He was talking, and he's like, "Well, do you guys know why we do VBS?" And he explained it to us. I was like, "Yeah." So I want to say there was like four or five of us. All four or five of us kids actually sat there, and he did the prayer along with us, and. Mm. I mean, that was the first time probably of many because growing up, I've often asked God back into my heart. Sure. Because I've had quite a few times where I've stepped away, being young, that young going into it. Uh, but back to your question, just, I don't know, it was scary because I wasn't ready for it. Hmm. One, I wasn't ready for him to talk to me in that way. Because I, I asked, but I don't think I was really wanting the answer. Sure. Because I was, at the time, I wasn't that, well, I was 20, 22, 21, mm-hmm. 22, which in my mind, I was young. Now I stop and think about then. Back then, I was still young. I didn't want to settle down. But we... It was one of those things, though, that scary but peaceful. Yeah. And literally, it was just nothing more than just her face clearly on the wall, like a photograph, hmm. hanging on the wall. Yeah. In the middle of the dark, in the middle of the night, pitch dark in the room. Yeah. 
and your grandfather was also a fan <laughs> because he knew yeah. of my family. So, so our families my grandfather grew up in the same area, kind of. So my grandfather was on his deathbed, literally on his deathbed, <clears throat> and I went to the hospital to visit him, and he's laying there, and he goes, "So your your grandmother told me you're dating a girl." It's like, yeah. He goes, "What's her name?" So I said, "Her last name Hyler." He goes, "Oh, you got one of the Hyler girls. You better marry that girl." <laughs> oh, wow. And it was three, four days later he passed away. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. We joke that we had to check the family tree before we get married. Before we got married, just <laughs> because funny. our families did grow up. I was up thinking the same thing. So actually, close together, tell the story. like we really did. But yeah. The other joke yeah. that we had between us oh, wow. is the reason I married her was yes. for maple syrup. Yep. Raw milk. Yep. And hunting grounds. Yep. Ah, there it is. Because <laughs> that's the trifecta right it there. Is, didn't right? marry me for my money. It was for all these other things that came with me. So. Yep. Wait, one of them Hyler girls still ready uh, coming up? Because uh, I got Owen, and you know he's mo- oh, maybe only twenty-one months, but no. but someday he'll be ready. You uh, know, because yeah. my brother's having a boy. Yep. So no. Oh no! All right. Well, we're just have to make sure they're best friends. Well, <laughs> you gotta. Cousin, yeah. this, it's not a Hyler anymore. No, no she's got a. Yeah. yeah, I just you know, your grandfather's words, man. I think yeah. that that's uh, pretty good. I, yeah. mm-hmm. From what I understand, you guys hunt up there quite a bit, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I take off the first week of hunting season every year and go up there. And yeah. Yep. Do the boys hunt? They yes. Do. Yeah. yeah. One Kane's has actually... his hunting license, and one will soon, hopefully. Candy like to hunt. He's got to take hunter safety this year. Yeah, I, I like to hunt. Do you have any good hunting stories? Okay, t- yes, you do have a good hunting story. Uh, so yeah, I got my good. hunter safety like three years ago, two or three years ago. And the first year I went out, I got nothing. Like, I didn't even see anything. Uh-huh. So when I went back, I was not even, like, that year I was thinking about, like, skipping hunting, like, not even going. But I still went. And then on the first day, like, right before we were going in, I saw a 10-point, and I got it. Wow. He, he got a 10 point. And wow. He, he hasn't even gotten that big. So. Nope. I haven't either. Yep. That's a it good is one. now hanging on his wall. He got it European mounted. So, yep. He's, yep. He'll probably never get anything like it again. <laughs> the sad thing is, he's outshot his father now. So, this buck, 10 point buck, ran by three other people, me included, and all three of us shot at it and missed. No way. It stopped. Five right foot from him, him. <laughs> and just stop right so there. So here I am. Perfect shot for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yes. All right. Amazing. So if you can't tell, Dad's a little jealous. I'm proud of him. I'm very proud yes, of him, but I'm but a little bit jealous. If I if from the amount of time I've known you, Josh, I'm sure that this straight statement's true for you because I had Ellie come up and say to me one day, um, Dad, I want to be just like you, and I said, No, be better than me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so far, technically, he he's is doing he's better than doing me. better than you. Yeah. At least yeah. in hunting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, they do the old style hunting where they have like drivers and watchers, and sure. like yeah, they have a whole crew that's coming up, and and uh, I don't know, I I can't tell if my dad's more exciting about like Thanksgiving or hunting season right after, yeah. and I think it's hunting season right after. I'm sure, it's because he season. just like mm, yeah. it's it's yeah, but. Yeah, wow. he's still out there what he can. He's got yes. bad knees, and he's still out there hunting, yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, that's awesome. So you guys so you guys, uh, get married 18 years ago. Yes. And you're mm-hmm. living in Tioga County. We were, yes. Yep. So we, our first apartment, we moved um, to Tioga because his parents were from that area. Um, so we moved into apartment in Tioga. Well, I was working at. Adelphi in Harrison Valley at yes. the time, so it was closer to Yeah, go. so it was closer. So we moved up there. Um, we lived there for just not very not, long. Not even a full and year. then we found another apartment that was bigger um, in Lawrenceville, which is just right up the road um, mm, yeah. from the town of Tioga. Um, and then, so we, we, I think, so we got married in 2005. Um, and we just enjoyed our married life for a while before we started to try to have children. Um, 
I was not ready mm. to have children yet. Yeah, she kept saying, we can't afford we it. We can't afford We're it. We're not going to be able to afford it. it. Yeah. Like, I like, know children are expensive. I know it's going to be, you and know. And I kept it, saying, you're not going to be able to ever afford it. Mm. You just got to go you for it. You just have to do it. So, so we tried for almost a year. And I remember yeah. going to the doctor and saying, hey, like, I don't know. We might have to try something different. And they said, just give it a few more months. It mm. wasn't quite a year yet. They said, give it a year. Then if nothing, um, we'll, we'll see what route we can go. Hmm. Um, and then it was like a month later that we were pregnant with Kayan. So we did not know what Kayan was going to be. We chose not to know. Okay. Um, so we didn't know if we were going to have a boy or a girl. So we had two names picked out. So were we disappointed? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. Michael. <laughs> yeah. I just like I to get can so. route So, up. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but, yeah, so he came and, and then we moved there. when he was four months old. When he old, was four months old. Yep, we did, to, we. To uh, Ayers Grove. Mm-hmm. We lived there for about a year. We both got jobs yep. up this way. I got it. Yes. I was working at North Central in Danville. Mm-hmm. In the female population of the juvenile prison system there okay okay and becky was working at the daycare where she yes still is yes i started in the child care as the pre-k teacher uh did that for several years i was the head start teacher and then i moved to management there um but yeah so really um Tuga County is great and it's wonderful and yeah. we love going there to visit our families it's so peaceful just spending like the this past weekend there was it's where I go to refresh. It's where I go to get closer to God. Like it really is um, just beautiful. But job wise, mm-hmm. there was nothing there for us. Yeah. Um, so we had to make the move. Um, so yeah, when Kane was four months old, we packed everything up and came to Ayers Grove. We moved in on Saturday. I believe we both started our jobs on that Monday. Yeah. I don't suggest doing it that way. Uh, it was it was really stressful with a four month old to do it that way. But oh, man, but that's sure. what we chose to do. Um, and when we bought our house here in Bloomsburg, I had actually went into Geisinger for gallbladder surgery. I was very sick, and they had admitted admitted me and found out that's what it was. Uh, we had been house hunting for a while, but nothing. Like we were working with a realtor, but nothing within our price range or like we'd put in an offer and get outbid like time and time again. Mm. It just was not happening for us. Um, so he actually came on the back road to visit me at Geisinger and saw this house that had a for sale by owner sign out. Um, and that's the house we ended up getting. So needs a lot of work still. It still needs a lot of work. <laughs> it's a, it's a diamond in the rough, uh-huh. but we're working on it as we yeah. can. But so then the next question that we always go to is BCC. How mm-hmm. does how does the White family come to Bloomsburg Christian Church? So during COVID. There, wow. During mm-hmm. COVID. So we were attending a United Methodist Church. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And very active in the church. I was the Sunday school superintendent. Worked a lot with a men's group. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of changes went on with the church. We didn't. I didn't necessarily. We didn't necessarily agree with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So we started looking during COVID during the shutdown, and BCC was one of the few who was doing in person. Who was doing in person still down under the down pavilion? Under the pavilion, mm-hmm. and we actually started. I want to say it was only a couple of weeks before you started. Yeah, I think so. Here. Because you started right in the middle of COVID too, right? Yeah, September 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I yeah. want to say it was only a couple of weeks that we started mm-hmm. doing that. And even during COVID, people were saying hi to us and talking to us and very <laughs> it welcoming. It was a little challenging. Just it because was a little challenging, but not I don't like... think as many people wanted to come over during that time just because of like all the COVID things, yeah. Yeah. you know. So it was a little yeah. bit challenging to get to know people at first. Um but they would but still think... stand on the other side of a table and say hi yeah. or talk to you where it seemed like in that in that time, nobody wanted to talk to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. it was a little hard. But we just liked, like, Pastor Eric. I mean, he, yeah. we had come from a church that, you know, um, the messages were short. 
we weren't really getting a lot out of it. Um, as Josh said, we won't get into everything, but we didn't necessarily agree with just the direction that church was going at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, just going in a way that we didn't feel was biblical. Um, so uh, we decided that, yeah, during during COVID, it was very hard to sit in our houses and watch church. Like we just, yeah. we didn't feel like we were being fed at yeah. all. Um, so yeah, once we figured out that BCC was doing in-person services, we're like, okay, let's go check that out. So how did that, so how did you find that out? Was that like a Google search or word of mouth? I don't remember. Well, yeah, well, it's two minutes away, but yeah, I think what like we right were doing, what from we house. did okay. That's great. is, <laughs> I think if I remember right, what we ended up doing is we were doing a search for other churches online. Okay. Yes. We figured we would listen to a couple services from different churches in the and area. And so we listened to the online first and before I think we came in BCC person. was the first one we, first one we listened to mm-hmm. online. Because I thought, well, it's close by. Growing up, part, part of my time wasn't, like I said, growing up Baptist. I didn't want to do Baptist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you So when I was 12, 13 years old, <laughs> my family moved to a assemblies of god mm-hmm. oh wow yes so clapping oh culture shock dancing yeah. up and down the aisle yeah okay. that's a like, whole thing yes like waving flags speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. Yes. Yeah. yes all of it i love that she grew up united methodist yeah so my first time there during college i was like probably deer in the headlights it was yeah if you're not ready for it yeah no I i'm understand. like i'm not raising my hands i'm not going out in the aisle and dancing around with ribbons like i i was very uncomfortable but it grew on me it did yeah. grow on me yeah. i well, loved their music because it was worship music you know like yep. it it's very similar to here like yeah. i love that part of it well and my um, first thought when we started looking for the next church was let's find something that kind of blends is a the mixture two. yeah yes. well, and bcc blends this is it too. yeah mm-hmm. And then, like, like she said, Pastor Eric, and just we just felt welcome, yeah. even during COVID. Yeah. Which. And we've been drawn in to help in different ways now, yep. which is which is good. Yeah, we could still use some more people back in the back. Yeah. Sunday mornings. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Josh. Real good <laughs> plug. If you're, if you have, why been are you feeling... handing him twenty dollars? <laughs> <laughs> if you've been feeling this call to be on the production team. I hope you see my face in your wall tonight. No, oh my God. <laughs> That's a Don't scare them away. <laughs> or helping in the Just back kidding. with the kids, right? That's a need as well. Helping there in the is. back you know, with we, the kids. That, yes. It's true. Yes. You know, one of the things, you know, yeah, I'm glad you guys brought that in because one of the things that is so important, it's like we want when we come to church, we want to be fed. We want to get connected. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And honestly, one of the best ways to do that is to just get in and be a part of that process. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you know, not like that mm-hmm. you do it every single week to the point where it just becomes, you know, something that's always pulling you away from being just able to sit in a service. But just mm-hmm. being able to come, be a part of a, a serving team and and just getting involved, like because it does help you connect. It helps you to. Mm-hmm you know, feel like you have a home, you have a place and, and then you're also part of that process of, of helping others get you a chance to know other people. Fed. Yeah. And, and yeah. know other people, you know, community is so important. And, and, and I think from what you guys have brought up, like you guys also feel that so deeply as well. Too. Yes. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and just to go along with that plug more is, the more people we have back there, yeah, the easier it is for everybody to have their time yeah. to actually be out worshiping, right, and enjoying mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Kale's actually known as a VBS baby. There's a whole story with that too, aren't you, Kale? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's. So when yeah. we first started going to the Methodist church that we were going to in this area, um, I we for lack of a better term were church shopping at that point too like we hadn't found a church that we were comfortable in yet or felt like we belonged in um so I was searching again like for different VBSs in the area and I came across this one at the Methodist church um and Kayan was three at the time so took him um for his first year of VBS 
and I had um, Kale in his little baby carrier and took him in and there were like two lovely ladies sitting checking us in um, and at the time he was working in the gas field industry so he was out for three weeks out of every month he was out working and only home for one week so I was kind of like a single mom at that point um, it was hard with two young ones but again that's where the money was at that point um josh has had several jobs you know he's we'll we'll get to that too probably where he can tell you kind of how he landed where he is now um but it was hard it was challenging so the two lovely ladies sitting there said oh just just leave kale with us oh okay yeah just go enjoy some time on your own like go you can come pick him up later so i don't know if i was very smart um, in leaving him because I must have been very trusting of these women that I had never <laughs> met before. But I'm like, okay, they work at a church. They should be fine. You know, Second like, child. I don't know. I have a very trusting heart. You but... sat there. It was like two days they told you to do that. And yes. Like the, like the first day. night, I don't think I did. But the second night, they're like, no, seriously. Do you have a bottle? Like, we'll take them. It's fine. So I did. Mm. Um, and they have turned out to be such a blessing in our life, this family. Um, they have kind of adopted us as their own. Um, That's awesome. They have watched Kale and Kayan from the time they were little until now. Like, they're still running Kayan to his soccer um, his soccer practices during the summer and to work. And they, his again, very... Part of that family. Yes, oh, cool. yes. Christian family um, have have been very instrumental in helping us raise our children. I don't know what we would have done without them because with our parents are not close, an hour and a half and two hours away. Um, so yeah. to have people like that in our lives was was amazing, um, and we're still very close to them. So, but yeah, he was known as the VBS baby for years because they just like you know he was. He was hanging out that that year of VBS the whole time. So, <laughs> just talking about that sense of community, you know, yeah. Yeah. It, it really does make a difference in yeah. people's lives. You know, yeah. just to come together and have those people in your life that can help support you. And yeah. you know, raising kids is not easy. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> it, it takes a village. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard. So, yeah. yeah. And I think part of that village, like, is is just. You know, as part of being this body, it's like it's having your eyes open and your ears open to understanding the needs of the people that mm-hmm. come through the door. Yes. When you see a mom who's struggling and needs right? a break, mm-hmm. you know, do you do you take the time to just say, hey, listen, we got this. We got you. Let us take that burden on for a little bit so that, you know, you can have some time. And, right. and building that relationship over time and just developing that, you know, mm-hmm. I think that is something that we can lose sometimes. Absolutely. Because our lives get so, we, we let our lives get so busy. We, we talked yeah. about that a little yeah. bit earlier mm-hmm. about slowing it down. And, you know, COVID did give us that it great did. pause yeah. of time to, to, to do that for a little bit. But, man, when, as soon as that pause was lifted, man, we just back raced right grind. back to it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think there's something mm-hmm. important about you know, slowing down. Right. Taking a taking a moment, looking around, getting outside of yourself and seeing how you can serve your brother or mm-hmm. sister. And know? that's the nice thing about having a church family is even if somebody's not seeing that need yeah. that you have at that point, yeah. You can be open and sharing with the, with mm-hmm. your church family. Right. And somebody's gonna be there to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so Josh, you have uh Becky has kind of set you up a little bit about your uh, your story of job to <laughs> job to job to job. So, well, my first degree was photography. Mm-hmm. And I love photography, but I'm going to age myself a little bit here. When I first got into photography, it was still film. Wow. You yeah. old. Do you kids know what film is? <laughs> <laughs> so. Enough. You do. You have a Polaroid. You're right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Digital photography came along as I was graduating. It was just starting to come out when I graduated mm. from college. Mm. Didn't last long in that field because so competitive. Digital, well, mm-hmm. digital photography count. People started buying digital cameras. Right. And they could look at a do picture their own. Yeah. and say, "Oh, that's terrible. Let's do another picture mm-hmm. now," and not have to wait for the film to come back. Yeah. So the photography business went downhill fast. Yeah. Wow. 
So I worked at a photography studio for a little while. From that, went into working in HVAC and plumbing for a little while. Went to Corning Incorporated for a while. Got laid off from Corning. Got my associates in criminal justice from Corning Community College. And that's what landed me in the job at the different treatment facilities. So eventually I got here to Danville. I worked in that for an almost five years. So mm-hmm. in that total, in total, I was in that field for 10 years. Yeah. And I was getting burned out working with that population of kids. Loved it. Loved yeah. working with the kids. Didn't like the red tape side of things. Mm-hmm. The... The... Kind of like the politics of the job. The politics. Yeah. The corrupt. The overhead. Mm -hmm. The corrupt side thing and the overhead, the politics Mm -hmm. side of things. Mm -hmm. And I basically looked back and said, I'm going to find another job. I got to get out of this. Mm -hmm. And it was actually playing a toll on our marriage. Because I would come home. Stressed out. Stressed out. Short fuse. And he had a weird shift. Like he would work like... into late at night, overnight. Three, oh, three, three to elevens, and then two seven to threes. And working weekends. And then be off mm-hmm. Sunday, Monday, and then start all over again. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I get that very much. Yeah. Jen and I did a similar mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, when, actually, when we first got married, you know, for the first two, three years of our marriage, we were like that. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's hard, you know. You know, it's a... It, the it, gas field was after that point, well, though, that, wasn't it? Yeah, that was yes, right after which was, that. So which was really rough, too. I said I needed to get a break out of town. from that. <laughs> and a buddy of mine said, well, they're hiring in the gas field, and it pays really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I don't really want to do that, but you don't need a degree for it, so yeah. why not? We had to pay the bills somehow. so i did that for a year and a half yeah got my cdl through them mm-hmm. cool and then i went through and started driving milk hauling yep, milk milk truck and i yep. did a couple other driving mm-hmm. jobs in there and while i was doing that i went back and got my bachelor's in mm-hmm. criminal justice with a focus on human services all online all online huh and if it wasn't for her <laughs> proofreading all his papers. proofreading all my papers yes helping him in the evenings <laughs> Yeah. There was many nights where we both didn't go to bed for quite some time because I was waiting for him to finish his paper so I could proofread it. But oh, man. But driving all day yeah. long, come home and do that. And got my bachelor's. Well, at one point I stopped driving a truck within my mm-hmm. last couple months of that and worked for New Story, which is mm-hmm. a school for emotional support and autistic support kids Yes. in Berwick. Now it's called something else. I think it's went through several name changes, but yeah. it was a new story. Yeah. And from there, left that and landed where I'm at now, yeah. doing family-based therapy where we work as a, a team, me and another person, and we're just starting to move up in this area. We're based out of Montoursville, but we now cover with my new partner, we cover, oh, uh, well, the IU area here. Basically, yep. And mm-hmm. we go into people's homes and do in-home therapy, in-home therapy yeah. with them. Wow. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love it. So yeah. it's primarily the youth that you're working so, with, but it is family-based. Yeah. So you're working with the whole we family We work with the unit. whole family. Like, yeah. well, insurance pays mm-hmm. it all. And the insurance has to have one identified patient. They can't have a family as a patient. Mm-hmm. So it's always one of the kids in the yeah. home. And the child has to have a they, diagnosis. They have to have a diagnosis mm-hmm. of some sort. And yep. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. So you get a patient, you, um, or a client, I'm not sure how you term client. that, client, yeah. and uh, basically work with the family to, to make sure the whole thing can get on a healthier track, right? Right. right. Yeah, very cool. And one of the parts I love about my job is the company I work for is it's a Christian company. Yeah. However, being paid through insurance, the government has to have their say in it. So I'm not allowed to bring God or Jesus up. Unless they do. Unless they do. <laughs> mm. Then <Okay>. you can. <laughs> and I've always lived by this model. If Even if they use God's name in vain, to me, that's bringing it up. Yeah. 
Like, oh, Which yeah. It's almost cost me a job a few times, but. Oh, you mentioned God. Let's talk about that for yeah. a little bit. <laughs> and I've done that numerous times. Amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> man, you sound like you might be a pastor one day. <laughs> or maybe you he are. He was involved for youth group <laughs> I was previously at a different youth church. leader in. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the time I was out of the Art Institute of mm-hmm. Pittsburgh all the way up through, I was assistant youth pastor in different churches. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, uh, and I think, in a sense, I mean that's what you're doing. You're you're yes. you're going in a home. You're you're pastoring. Yep. You're you're shepherding. Mm-hmm. You're 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 doing things to be a part of that healing process. And and, and honestly, that's what we're all called to really do is be a part of that process. So yeah, yeah that's I mean that's got to be. That, I'm, I'm sure that's what fuels you. You know, oh, is being is. able to be a it part is. of that process. And even when I was working with the kids at like North Central just getting that success story mm-hmm. is what gets you fired up to do it again. And the girls needed that positive adult male role model in their lives because mm-hmm. many of them did not have that. And I mean, part of the burden out with that is I'd come home mm-hmm. just crying at night from the stories, the stories I heard. They and then they'd the go home where... to the, into the same situation. Yeah. Like if they were sent home, they might be sent home into that same exact situation that got them there the first place. So that was hard. Yeah, very hard. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think my job now, I love it so much because I'm in there helping not just that kid. But the family unit. I'm helping the whole family unit to bring them to, like, there's a lot of times I go in and it's the the parent that needs more help than that kid Mm. because that parent isn't given their 100%. Mm. Yeah. They're not given their all. They, a lot of times we go in and the parents, their first thought is, well, you're here to fix my kid. That's all you're here to do. Sure. We want nothing to do with this. Mm. It's like, no. If you want this to be successful, you're You in. need to put in the work as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I often get paid, say to people, I'm here and I'm you're paying me to upset you. Because I'm going to upset your world and change things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, like truth will set you free, but first it's gonna. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's gonna. It's gonna be and I love it when I know I have a process. Christian family because I will often mm-hmm. pray with my families. No. Yeah. Hmm. So. Awesome. Yep. Well, awesome. that's that's. I think feel like we could have gone into overtime episode. You nope, guys are trying good. not to, well, but you know. <laughs> in fact, yeah. I have one more short story. Go for it. Yeah, let's go, go for can. it. Yeah. No, you I, mean, I don't it. know if we'll go into overtime or not, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so I kind of have a God story myself. Um, he was saying, like, you know, God showing him of the person he was supposed to marry. My God story oh, is. Um, I'll try not to cry, so maybe I should ask for the tissues, but that's okay. But helping another couple bring life into the world. Um, So probably in 2014 or 2015, it was probably 2014, um, I really feel like God laid on my heart um, the idea of being a surrogate mom. So I don't know that Josh was 100% on board at first, um, Hmm. but I prayed about it and I prayed about it and it kept coming up. And I would research different agencies and research different sites. And it just was something that God laid on my heart. I felt like he didn't really put it up on a wall, but um, just kept laying it on my heart that this is something that I could do. So, you know, I had my two boys, um, very happy with them, didn't want any more children. Um, we were We were happy and good with them. But I thought if I could bring that joy to somebody else's life, I wanted to do it. Um, so the first couple that they tried to match us up with, they would put us on the phone with these couples. The couples were able to like look through um, kind of our biographies and kind of mm. see what we were all about as a family. They could look at our picture. Um, the first couple that they tried to set us up with, they would go through these series of questions and they, one of the questions they would ask is like, if the surrogate mother, if you find out that your baby, that something is wrong with it, like it has Down syndrome or it has you know, something, would you ask the surrogate to abort that baby? And the first couple said yes. Um, and at first I thought, okay, like I'm the surrogate, it's their child, I'm going to do whatever they want to do. But then I went home and I thought about it and I prayed about it and I cried and I said, I could never do that. 
Like, I know it's not my child biologically, but I just could not, could not abort the baby. Hmm. Um, so that couple was not for us. So um, they matched us with another couple from Washington, D.C. And we went through the series of questions and they said, no, we would never ask the surrogate to abort the baby unless your life was in danger or the baby's life was in danger. That's the only reason we would ask for a termination at all. So they said, you know, we, we have friends that have Down syndrome. We have friends that have these different things. We would never ask our surrogate to do something like that. So, um, so that was the family that we decided to go with. Um, so um, we went through the whole process. Um, the first round, he, he had to be very comfortable with giving me the fertility shots. So that was interesting because I couldn't do it myself. <laughs> so basically tricking my body into thinking, the, you know, that I was pregnant. Um, that didn't that, bother me. I mean, I was yeah. a first responder for a while, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we went through that whole process. Um, they came in for the first ultrasound um, after they had done the embryo transfer. And at nine weeks, they could do the first ultrasound to see if um, the fetus had a heartbeat. And the first time they did it, it did not. Um, so mm-hmm. kind of had, had to go through the whole process of um, starting over again. Uh, so they had two embryos left. Um, and they had asked if I would be willing, if they would, if I would be willing to have them transfer both, knowing full well that we could have twins, I could have twins for them or more if they decided to And they to said the chances divide. of having twins was rare in that situation since they yes. already had one not. Not viable, successful. really. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So I said, sure, you know, go for it. Um, so they transferred both embryos. We get to the nine-week ultrasound, and there's two little fluttering heartbeats. Hmm. So in hmm. December 30th, 2016, I gave birth to twins um, for this couple. And it was amazing. (laughs) That is awesome. And they're actually coming this weekend. Um, She keeps in contact with me. Uh, The parents um, have decided to separate. Uh, It was very challenging for her to tell me that. She was very worried what Mm -hmm. I was going to say. And I said, listen, you know, whatever is best for your family is what is best. Um, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not my place. Um, They co-parent very well. Um, but the boys are just, they're so cute. They're so sweet. Um, they're six Hmm. years old now. Um, but she keeps in contact. She has visited Bloomsburg twice already. Um, and she's coming up, uh, on Saturday and hopefully spending the 4th with us. If she doesn't have an invitation for the white house 4th of the 4th of July party, she works at the white house. Um, so she said if she gets an invitation, yeah, that'll trump being in Bloomsburg. So yeah. <laughs> I understand that. But yeah, cool. so it other than having like my own children, getting married to Josh, it was one of the most incredible yeah. experiences of my life. Um, I would have loved to do it again, but I did have complications afterwards. Um, the birth was fine. They didn't need to spend any time in the NICU. Like everything went well as far as that went, but I did have complications after. Um and they said it, that if I were to do this again, that those complications would probably happen again. And it was a very scary time for Josh because those complications were pretty mm. severe. So um, when Kale was born, I made it to the hospital in five minutes. When she had those complications, I made it to the hospital for my house in under two minutes. Wow. wow. Yeah. It was a scary time. Yep. But I wouldn't have taken it back for the world because it was mm. just being able to give life to another family was something i felt like god said you can do this you can do this for another family yeah so wow okay well, now i think i'm done I'm okay sorry. well all right <laughs> let me um let me before we before we wrap up the episode i've got one final question for kale actually just as we're talking i was just getting curious if you do, do you watch movies do you like movies yeah perfect um if i give you a choice of actors to choose from would it be either um you know, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, or would it be The Rock? I only know one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going for The Rock joke. So wondering how that was going to come full circle for us. <laughs> oh, I saw your face go down, Brock. I thought, oh, he knows where I'm going with this. 
definitely The Rock. Yeah. That's the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, White family, for coming on and jumping aboard. Um, Brock, if people are curious where they can check out our social media, where can they go? You can go to between underscore two underscore beards and find us on Instagram or check us out in bluesorchristianchurch.com where we also have a channel on there as well. And find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Till next time, beards out.